All right, today we're sitting here with John Svitek. How are you doing, John? Good, Joe. How are you? Good, good. So I wanted to talk to you a little about your law practice, but before we do that, um, can you tell us where you are from and, and your upbringing? Sure. So um, I'm from Lyle, Illinois. Grew up in uh, the suburbs, Downers Grove, uh, and uh, went to school in, first in the Lyle Public Schools, and then my mom started working at uh, St. John of Arc School in Lyle, so she brought me over there. Um, finished school there and moved on to Bennett Academy for high school. Um, made some really good friends there. I uh, loved my time there. And then went from Bennett to Marquette for undergrad. Um, studied history and Spanish, got a double major. And um, I knew in college that I wanted to go to law school. So, uh, no, tell me about that. So you're in undergrad, you're learning history, you're learning how to speak Spanish. Um, what, what drove you to think, hey, listen, I want to I go to law school? Well, I think it was a lot of uh, my time spent in, in you know, studying history. Um, just gaining a, a respect for, you know, the way our country was formed, the laws, the, the government that um, formed our country and having an appreciation for, you know, those thinkers. Um, and I also knew that I wanted to help people. And, you know, my appreciation of, of history and knowing that I wanted to go into a type of business that I could help people on a daily basis. And that kind of led me to law and, and the practice of law and, and, you know, the idea of having a, a client, somebody that I could help, somebody whose rights I can fight for, that, that really uh, uh, appealed to me in college. So um, did you have any fun at Marquette? Of course, yeah. You know, I'm a, a huge basketball guy. Um, I played in, in high school and that's, you know, a religion up there. So, um, I loved going to games. They were pretty good when I was there too. So, um, it was a, it was a fun time. So do you ever get back to Marquette at all and watch some games or you just watch them on TV or you follow it still? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, follow it as, as much as I can on TV and I try to make it to at least one game a year. Um, usually on, on a, uh, national Marquette day. That's great. That's yeah. great. So, um, you ended up applying to law school. I assume you got in. I did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, one school invited me. Where did where, where'd you, where'd you go? <laughs> I went to John Marshall in the city. Um, in Chicago? Chicago? In Chicago. So uh, John Marshall's kind of a historical figure, right? He is, yeah. Who is he? Uh, he's the first Supreme Court justice. See, I thought you wouldn't know that. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I know you know that. So, <laughs> so uh, tell me about that experience at law school. Did you uh, work at any law firms in the summers or, or what did you do? Yeah, so, um, you know, first year was really just focusing on school, making sure I got off on the right foot. Um, and I did start clerking for some law firms um, out in the suburbs. I did some work for a personal injury firm. Um, and then, you know, I, I was attracted to getting inside a courtroom. So one of the places that I could do that was the state's attorney's office. Um, the Cook have, County State's Attorney's Office or DuPage? The Cook County State's Attorney's Office. Oh, great. So they have a, a program called uh, a 7-Eleven license 
where while you're in law school, you can actually uh, be in a courtroom and um, work on cases, do motions, um, things like that. So I applied for that license, and um, in my last year at, at law school, I was able to work in a courtroom with the state's attorney's office, um, did some some motions, uh, did some plea agreements. So um, that was, you know, my first experience being in a courtroom and, and uh, you know, it stuck. <clears throat> was that in, in, where was that at? Was that down at 26 in California or was that in the Daily Center or? That was down in 26 in California. Yeah, it was oh, wow. a, uh, a drug court room. So mostly, um, you know, uh, some minor offenses uh, here and there, but you know, it was still a great experience. So, um, you, assu uh, I'm assuming that you graduated from law school. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And then, what did you do after that? So after law school, you know, I hunkered down to, to pass the bar, uh, which I was able to do on the first try. So, um, and then I immediately started working for uh, my uncle who ran a uh, insurance defense uh, firm for workers' compensation. That's great. So you were you learned from not only a really great lawyer um, about insurance companies and how they work, um, but you also learned from a relative, right? That's true. Yeah, he was a great boss. Uh, I'll say that. Um, and it was, it was a great experience um, because in, in workers' compensation, again, um, you know, you're in you're in front of arbitrators all the time. There's kind of a fast track to getting these cases heard um, and in trials. So I got a lot of you know trial experience. Now it's not a jury trial, but I got a lot of experience presenting witnesses, cross-examining witnesses. So um, that was my first three years out of law school. And then um, tell tell uh, tell us about your next experience. What what was it? Where's your next move? So then. Uh, my next move was coming here to the Shannon Law Group. Um, How long have you been here? I've, I've been here for a little over two years now. That's great. Well, we're thrilled to have John Spitek here. And and um, why don't you tell us what kind of work you've been doing since you've been here the last two years? Sure. So um, it's kind of been a, a mix of, you know, all serious injury type cases, but some auto cases, some trucking cases, um, which you know we're, we're really good at. And then um, I've been working a lot on in our vaccine injury practice as well. So a lot of people may not understand what that practice is. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're speaking today on St. Joseph's Day on uh, March 19th, 2020. And I think all of us will remember this time, this spring of 2020 as a very serious time in our country's history. Um, everything's been shut down, um, and um, it gets people to, to regroup on what's important in life and be grateful for everything that we have here. Um, one of the things that that I know that that we talked about was with this vaccine program is is and that's timely with this with this uh, COVID. Um, virus is that we're trying to develop a vaccine as a country because up until three or four months ago, the world didn't know about this virus. Um, and I've always been um, pretty you know, impressed with how our medical community has developed 
you know, these types of um, medications and vaccinations to combat all the great things we've had in our country. As a history um, major, I'm sure that you understand that the Spanish flu back in the early 1900s and then all the other influenzas that we've had over the years and then this cold virus, which is something different. But how does the vaccine court um, um, that you deal with how does that deal with vaccines that people get every day? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> um, we all know the importance of vaccines, vaccinations, um, and the government understands that as well. So, they want everybody to get vaccinated. Um, they also have recognized that in certain rare occasions, a vaccine may cause an injury to somebody. Um, that's just something that is, uh, you know, a known risk with these vaccinations. Um, so what they've done is they've created this fund for folks who get injured by a vaccination. And, um, you know, it's, you have to meet some certain criteria. Um, the, the governor has recognized that certain vaccines cause certain injuries and illnesses or conditions. And, um, the good part for us is that um, we get to work within this vaccine fund. We get to work for our clients. We don't send them a bill. Um, we don't charge them any fees. We don't take anything out of their award or settlement uh, with the government. The government pays us to represent these uh, these people. So how how is how is this fund? Uh, and I understand that it's run through the U.S. Court of Claims. That's correct. So, um, and that's in DC? Yes. Okay, so we're here in uh, Chicagoland, um, and we represent people that um, have suffered a side effect from a vaccine. Uh, how, how is it funded? Do you understand how that's funded? Yeah, so um, there's a, a very small percentage uh, for every vaccine that is, is administered. Um, the uh, pharmaceutical companies pay a small percentage of a uh, of that to this fund. So every single vaccine that, that is administered um, contributes to this fund in a small way, and it grows. Um, and, and that kind of plays into this whole uh, give and take that you know we want pharmaceutical companies to keep developing these vaccines. Um, we want people to keep getting vaccines. Um, so we're going to charge them to, to create this fund and protect people while still making sure that they, they get their vaccinations. Okay. So um, does everybody that has um, a side effect from a vaccine, do, are, are they, are they, can they get compensation under this fund? So, um, like I was alluding to earlier, there's a there's a thing called the, or they've developed a vaccine injury table, um, and the vaccine injury table sets forth the covered vaccines. Um, for instance, <clears throat> the seasonal influenza vaccination is covered under the program, um, and it also sets forth the injuries or illnesses that the government has recognized are associated with that particular vaccination. So if you meet those two criteria, then you're eligible for for compensation. There still has to 
be a petition that is filed. You still have to go uh, prove that you got that vaccination and that you suffered that illness. And that's where, where we would come in. Um, but there's a presumption that the vaccine caused the injury. So um, people listening to this, um, if they, they do have a side effect from a vaccine, can they wait as long as they want to to, to bring a petition? No, there are strict statute of limitations for, for these claims. What does um, that mean, statute of limitations? So there's a, a time limit to bring a petition um, if you've suffered an injury due to a vaccine. What's that time? In, what's that time? It's typically? three years for injuries and two years for uh, death cases. Okay, so if somebody allegedly dies from a vaccination, they, the, the family has two years to bring a claim, right? That's correct. And then three years from what date? From the vaccination itself? From the manifestation of their injury, but to be safe, you know, these usually are reactions to vaccines that occur close in time to when you were administered the vaccine. So um, we're, we're talking about usually around three years from when you receive the vaccine. Okay. So if somebody believes that they have a problem here, um, they need to get their medical records together, uh, consult with a lawyer and make sure that they file a petition, right? Absolutely, yes. So it, where on the internet can they go to learn about this? So um, two sites that I would recommend are um, the Health and Human Services website. They have a lot of information about the program, about how it works. I believe there's even a um, frequently asked questions section that they can reference. And then the um, U.S. Court of Federal Claims website has um, some other information. They even have um, some guidelines and some sample filings for folks who may want to file a petition uh, pro se or, or on their own behalf. Now, I, I mentioned, or I listened to you before, and you touched on the fact that that um, when somebody hires a law firm like us to file this petition, they don't have to pay us, right? That's right. And any fees that, that are incurred by our firm are paid by the court um, through this fund. Isn't that right? That's right. So, um, and there's limits to how much people can, can recover, right? Correct. So, um, <clears throat> typically, in in my uh, from my perspective, you know, if somebody's injured by the negligence of another, there shouldn't be any caps or limits on how much they should recover. Um, but in this case, uh, with respect to this pharmaceutical fund, there's limits, aren't there? There are. And, and so, um, are there any limits on the amount they can recover for pain and suffering or loss of normal life? Yes. So currently the, the limits for pain and suffering, loss of normal life, those non-economic damages is, uh, $250,000. Okay. And then how about, is there limits on... Um, how much somebody can recover for, say, medical bills or lost wages? No, there, there are no limits. However, um, the, the program will only cover um, your medical bills that are not covered through another health insurance plan. So any uncovered uh, medical expenses, co-pays, things like that, those um, are recoverable or you can receive compensation for those. So they pay for like deductibles or if, if you weren't insured, then they could pay it. Or say, say for example, that it was a surgeon that lost the ability to use his arm 
and um, he couldn't do surgeries anymore. Uh, he that that uh, surgeon um, could recover any lost wages, right? Correct. Yeah, I've se- I've seen uh, cases in which uh, there are just as you've mentioned some some serious lost earning um, claims in the millions of dollars. There's also future medical expenses, and in some of these cases um, where there's a, a permanent brain injury, uh, life care plans are, are created, and, and those can range in the millions of dollars as well. So um, let's let's cut to uh, March nineteenth, twenty twenty today. So um, has there been any news with respect to this COVID virus? Um, any vaccinations with respect to that? So I know uh, <clears throat> that they're they're working very hard. The F- the FDA um, is working really hard on developing a, a vaccine for the COVID virus. Um, what I've heard is that if and when a vaccine is it developed and you know may take some time to go through the testing for these these things, um, that because it would be a widespread vaccine for for kids, adults, that it would be covered under the program, um, so that there you can receive compensation if there were a, a side effect caused by the COVID vaccine. Great and. Um, uh, enough about vaccinations. Um, I think we've we've covered that. I think you've given a great um, uh, summary of that. And do you do you write about these things, um, these issues? Yeah. So um, you know, as news comes out, for instance, like this COVID vaccination, I'll, I'll uh, try to to write a blog about it on our website. Um, I try to remind people about some of the issues that may be presented by these claims, such as the statute of limitations issues, which comes up a lot in these cases. Um, so yeah, I, I'm frequently blogging on our website about uh, some of these various issues. And shameless, uh, we'll shamelessly say it's at shannonlawgroup.com. <laughs> so uh, let's finish up here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your life since law school outside of law? Tell, tell us about, uh, you know, some of the things you like to do, who you like to hang out with, that type of thing. Sure. So, um, well, I'll start. I said I'm happily married. <laughs> My wife and I, uh, we live in Logan Square in Chicago now. She's also an attorney. Um, she does family law. So um, she wins most of the arguments at home. Um, Lawyers in love. <laughs> um my my family's still in the area. My my uh, my parents are out in the suburbs. I try to see them as much as I can. Um, you know, in my free time, I, I, I like to to read. I like to watch uh, sports, um, mainly you know Marquette Golden Eagles and, and the Bulls. Um, and you know, I, I I've got a, a great set of friends here. You know, I've, I've grown up here. Um, a lot of my friends from high school are still in the area, so those are, are the best friends I've, I've made, and I've been able to stay in touch with them, so I, I'd like to see them as much as possible. You got a dog? I do. Um, why, don't you, why don't you tell us about the dog? So there. We, uh, we rescued a, a little terrier mix um, last or this past summer. Um, you know, the, the funny story there is that I, I wanted a big dog, and... Uh, I told the, the rescue folks that that's what I wanted. And um, they picked this little guy out for us, told us that it was a big breed dog. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to having this, this monster dog at home. And, 
you know, he's about 20 pounds, almost a year old. So I think that's as big as he's going to get. <laughs> he's got a big heart though, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, how's, how's that going living downtown and dealing with the dog and your routine, walking the dog and all that type of stuff? Yeah. So, you know, we get a little bit of help too. We, we enlist uh, a dog walker to come by and um, walk him, but I try to get him out when the weather's nice and have him run around because he's got a little too much energy for our uh, our condo downtown. That's great. Well, hey, it was <laughs> nice talking to you, John. I'm sure we'll have you on again, but thanks for all the information with respect to um, the area of law and getting to know you, and uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll have you on again. Thanks, Joe. It was a pleasure. Thank you.